All right, it's that time of the week. You are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players podcast. You know what we're talking about this week, people. LeBron James, the L.A. Lakers. What the fuck is going on? Is there a plan B if Anthony Davis does not show up? What are they going to do? We're also going to talk about Zion Williamson, and we're going to talk about the, the, the state of college basketball, the NBA G League. We're covering it all, people. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, just kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. You guys have been waiting for this episode, episode 65. We had to take a break, too. We, we're we two all-stars, Drew. We are, we are, we are. We had to take all-star off, too. That's what happens. It was all-star break, so we took a little all-star break. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go to the Bahamas like no. Carl Anthony Towns. No, we no. didn't get to go to Vegas. Uh we were a little disappointed that nobody invited us to the All Star game. You know, I, you know that was one of our goals this year was to be invited, and it's just going to be our goal next year. Yep. But we had to take a break. We apologize. I also had oral surgery last week. <laughs> oral is a funny word. Well, I hate saying that. It's I a hate funny word. Oral surgery. I, dude, Oral Hershiser. That's got to be one of the weirdest first names I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, dude. Oral. He probably got made fun of a lot. Do you know another Oral? Redenbacher. <laughs> That's the, Orville. Oh, it's it's Orville. Orville. That's not Oral. That's worse than Oral. I bet his son is named Oral. Yeah. Orville and Oral. Oral Redenbacher. Jesus Christ. Uh, we're also doing something new today, guys. Yeah. Uh, everybody's been asking for a YouTube channel. Uh, we're 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 doing it. It literally, Drew and I just spent an hour and a half changing my whole apartment around. Looks good in here. It looks great, I right? It looks good. We have our bobbleheads up. We got our season create balls. We got CP3, Jimi Hendrix in the Sonics jersey. We got Dame Lillard from our boy at Basketball Jones. Yep. We got Art Mob here with our CP3 pick. I think we're ready. I think we look legit, dude. I think this looks money. People have been asking for it, so we're bringing it to you. Our YouTube channel will drop tomorrow, I'm assuming, uh, once we get this podcast up and ready to go. But first things first, it is episode 65. Yep. Drewski, what do you got for me, bro? 65, 65, 65. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer back to my favorite list. <laughs> NBA players that have scored exactly 65 points. There's only two this time. Is it Elgin Baylor? No. Elgin's not on the list. Elgin didn't make this list. Okay. However, they're both like historic all-time players. Okay. Do you want to guess? Well, can I get a hint? Yeah, there's two players. Jerry West. No, I'll give you a hint. Michael. I'll give you a hint. Okay. One guy did it three times. Okay. Uh, and one guy just did it once. Okay, so Wilt got 65 three times. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. And then one guy did it once, and it's it's another Laker. Of course it's another. So Kobe? Yes. Kobe got 65? 65 in, 2000, in 2006, 2007 against the uh, Trailblazers. Damn. In, in overtime. Damn. But yeah, Will did it three times. <laughs> uh, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's enough to choose off of. So no, I, I'm tired I, of fucking putting Lakers and I, everybody else. I bounced, on the show. I bounced around a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think someone actually, one of our, one of our followers suggested that I should look at teams that have wins. Sixty-five wins. Sixty-five wins. Okay. In the history of the NBA. Okay. 
I'm, I'm going to put you on the on, okay. on the hot seat again. Okay. There's only two teams to have done it. Exactly 65 wins. Correct. Okay. Two teams did it. One team did it twice, and then one team only one time. So three total times okay. in NBA history. Celtics? No, that's good. good Lakers? Guess. Yes. Of Lakers course. did it twice mm-hmm. in 1986-87. Phoenix Suns? And then the 2008-2009 Lakers. Both. Jesus, that was dude. championship right there. Ugh. Both times. What was your other guess you just mentioned there? Phoenix Suns. No. It's an East Coast team. Okay. Uh, and this is this is in the 80s, just to give you kind of some frame Pistons. of reference. No, it's a good guess. Okay, wait. Uh, East Coast team. Knicks never won 65 games. I don't think they did. Correct. Um, it is not the Knicks. The Bullets. Close. Uh, I'm Very so close, close geographically. Close. Washington. Who's close there? There's, <laughs> There's a, a lot of... Fuck! This is too much for me. There's a lot of close teams. The Bullets. Who was close to them, bro? I'm going to give you one more guess. Okay. Uh, can you name a player from that team? Uh, not without giving it away. And can you name a bad player from that team? Andrew Tony. Oh, that's a, that's a 76ers. There you go. Boom! There you go. There we go. And okay. he's, not, he's not a bad player, no. but he was like a, it's a tough name. No, not so a lot of people know 19, him. 1982-83, okay. the Philadelphia 76ers were 65-17, and 17, and they were the NBA champions They that won year. that year. And Moses Malone mm-hmm. led them with 24.5 points per game and 15 boards a game. Oh, he was such a beast. Dr. J had 21 per game. Tony, Andrew Tony, had mm-hmm. uh, 20. And Mo Cheeks, Mo with twelve and a half. I'm thinking. I don't know if we've ever done a Moses Malone episode. I would love to talk about him, or, or to even let let's let him out at the let's episode. Let's do a post Moses Malone episode. I mean, wasn't Moses the first to come from high school? I think he. I mean, he might have been the first one. So Moses Malone it is. I'm down episode. with that. Let's do it. Okay, that's what's up. All right, Moses Malone, this is your episode, and it's an epic sixty-five episode. I mean, 65. dude, we're getting up there in the numbers, Drew. But first and foremost, since we took. You know, two weeks off, and which we won't do again, people. I apologize. Uh, but a lot's been going down, dude. And yep. first and foremost is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers, Drew. I know this is uh, yeah, this is your bread and butter. I have so much to say. All anybody is talking about now is what is going on with the Lakers. What's going to happen with these guys? Yep. Is LeBron the problem? I mean, let's dive into this. Dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, the shit have hitteth the fan. That's if what you will. that's I, what they say. That's what Shakespeare, I think, that was that shitteth Ham- has hitteth the fan. Yeah, I think it's in Hamlet, um, and it's been it's been going this way since about Christmas. To be honest with you, I mean, this is a downward trend that we've had with the Lakers since LeBron's injury, and also like having you know other injuries that have popped up since then. But it was only it was only logical that this was going to go this way. I didn't think I didn't see that after happen. the Anthony Davis trade implosion fiasco. Once that didn't happen, it was pretty clear to me that this was the only real way that we were going to go. And the thing that that I've been talking about, you know, since day one with LeBron is that it's okay for us to rest him. It's not okay for him to play and then just have this like nonchalant attitude, start blaming other people. Um, I mean, I think the the biggest clip that's going around right now is is the Memphis clip where he completely left his player wide open. The for one three. defensive play. Yeah, it was one. He had a great stat line that game. Uh, we lost that game. Triple double so that it, game. It doesn't matter necessarily to me whether or not he got a triple double. Uh, what matters to me more is that he clearly missed his defensive assignment there. And then when he, when the guy made the shot, he just like looked around and was like, "Oh, blamed everybody, right? Like, how is that? How could it be my fault?" It's not just LeBron's body language. We're seeing it though. We're mm. seeing it from everybody. I'm seeing it from Kuz. Yeah, I'm seeing it from Ingram. I'm seeing it from Luke Walton. Yeah. Um. Everybody knows on this team that this is a team in transition. I think everyone feels that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because no one feels safe. I mean, I think LeBron's the only one that probably feels pretty safe. Luke knows that he's on the hot seat. At this point, it's pretty fair to say that he's not going to be our coach next year. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the options for coach and whether or not it would be better for us to fire him. I just think at this point it's already kind of been decided that he's going to depart. Well, I th- I think we can get into that in a minute. Okay. Let's start with the fact that is LeBron the problem? I mean, this guy, things would be different if he didn't get injured. LeBron has never been injured. We're finally seeing right. that missing 17 games. You guys were in the fourth spot. 18 games. Yeah. 18. You were in the fourth spot. Yeah. Now you're in the 11th spot You're yep. right now. Sacramento's playing really well. Clippers are playing really well. San Antonio's playing better. But see, LeBron's notorious for this. Like, yeah. and this is why some players don't want to play with him. Like when, when they win. A lot win, of players, I think, don't want to play and with we're, him. Right? We're, and yeah. I'm starting to realize that now. Yeah. I'm getting that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm understanding that. 
But we're starting to see that, or not starting to see, but we're seeing that like when you win, LeBron gets all the accolades. When oh, yeah. you lose, it's everybody else's fault. Not necessarily, LeBron's not necessarily saying that, but you can see it from the body language. The media has also been the saying me- that too. The, and, and forever the, but mostly that's how he carries himself i think also mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty clear that he he's able to dodge a lot of the blame when it comes to losing like he can point the finger at oh like our scheme was wrong so that's our coach's fault our my my teammates aren't good enough which is typically when he loses it's always like well i did this so it can't be my fault like it's got to be everybody else's fault. I, th- I think it's it's <laughs> the numbers don't lie uh, you guys have the most turnovers in the NBA. Defensively, you are the worst. It takes five people to play really bad defense. LeBron being the leader should definitely lead by example. And like you have said, and like a lot of people have said, he doesn't really turn it on until when he really has to turn it on. And now he made the statement, you know, playoff LeBron is activated. And well, you it's lose. good that he's here now because it doesn't look like, I mean, I'm glad playoff LeBron showed up now because I don't think we're actually going to see playoff LeBron in the playoffs. Do you think playoffs. you're not making the playoffs? No, I no way. And that's wild, dude. Yeah. That is so wild. Uh, the way everything was handled with the Anthony Davis thing was it just it was horrific yep it was horrific you can see on the court that now you know everybody's expendable like you're saying kuzma ingram's played really really well ingram's playing good kuzma's still playing well lonzo's still injured Mm -hmm. um you know if we want to get into the kind of like what could be different about where we are right now i think lonzo is a big piece of that i've heard some of this being talked about how you know lonzo's absence and his injury has affected us and i believe it i think it's true um, because defensively, what he brings to the table is is very palpable. He's not a fucking ball stopper, though, Drew. Everybody talks no. about about Lonzo's great defense. Like I, I'm not sold. It's on more that about yet. his defensive inst- effort and his instincts. Also, okay. like I'm not saying that he you can put him on the on the best player on the other team and he's going to shut him down. But it's a lot of the team defense. A lot of what LeBron is actually quite good at on defense is off the ball defense. I think Lonzo plays that really well. Like he can see. Uh, he'll take a lot of risks and then sometimes that doesn't pay off, but he'll reach for a ball or he'll intercept a pass because he can see what's happening and play off of that. And I think together, uh, when, when they're on the floor and, and LeBron actually d- tries to play defense, they can cover a lot of ground between the two of them, um, uh, because they don't necessarily guard the, the best player on the floor for the opposition. And that gives them the opportunity to cover help defense passing lanes, uh, get out and, and go on the break. And then offensively, the one thing that Lonzo does always is move the ball. Like right. he may not shoot great. He may miss some layups. He may miss a lot of threes, what have you, but he does move the ball and the offense moves quickly. He's not, a, he's, he doesn't need to dribble the ball all the time, dribble, dribble, dribble in order for anything to happen. And he's comfortable with letting LeBron run the show. So, and Rondo run the show. They play well yeah, together. But collectively too, so. right now as a team, yeah. it's, it's from top to bottom. It's not just LeBron. The shit's not working. And when you, when, when the chemistry is off, yeah. when you don't trust your teammates, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of blame. It's not just LeBron. I'm just seeing a lot of people looking elsewhere instead right. of looking inward and being like, look. And you know what's crazy is I saw a clip of LeBron today at practice, and they were laughing and giggling and dancing, dancing and, like, all this shit. Yeah. And it's not funny right now. Like, no. uh, tonight, and, and we're recording right now during uh, – Clippers are playing Utah right now, and Lakers are playing the Pelicans at home right now. And I think, and I think a lot of other people think, that tonight is literally a must-win situation. But and, Why? But because, dude, LeBron doesn't not want to be in the playoffs. And but listen know, to that. So LeBron wants to be in the playoffs. That's nice. That's nice. But he's not doing it. He's not. He's not. Performing. He's averaging twenty nine or twenty seven nine and seven right now. But we're now. losing. What does that matter? I I don't I, I I don't know, Drew. I don't know. He's averaging the most he has in rebounds right now. And you guys know I'm a big LeBron fan. I'm sitting back looking at just I just I was more thinking like. Wow, I really like Rondo. I really like Beasley. I like that he's getting a second shot. JaVel's a really nice pickup. These guys aren't the fucking right guys. It's clear. It's clear that it, right. that, that it's not. So and- I, we talked a little bit about the core of the players that that are playing that we had when LeBron showed up. It's all the ones that we decided to bring on this year that are failing. Right. And so it was an interesting experiment bringing in Rondo and Lance and Be- Beasley and JaVale and all these guys that – we're kind of like gritty, tough guys that have you know traveled the league for a little bit, bounced around, 
should be kind of like almost like LeBron's type of player, like LeBron. We all, guys. I thought it was right. I didn't. I I just saw it as a as a recipe for disaster the entire time, uh, because it's it's a volatile locker room, and I'm not saying that that is necessarily what happened here. I think actually the locker room, based on the practice that we saw today, seems quite nice. Like they all seem to be getting along or whatever. But it's just not translating on the floor. So it's clear that the, the team that the Lakers assembled, once we realize that Paul George isn't going to come, you know, this offseason, once he signed with Oklahoma City, once we got LeBron, it was like, okay, now what do we do? And we took a, we took some swings. The, the good news is that we're protected because all these guys are on one-year deals, right? We still end up with a, a decent core of Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo. I mean, we gave away Zubac, but we still got Hart, and we still have, uh, I think, two other guys on contract this year other than LeBron. Yeah, but if the, if, the, if the move that LeBron wants to be made and the organization that, you know, they want Anthony Davis, okay? Yeah. They want Anthony Davis. Yeah. The trade's going to be available again. I think they're going to try to, you know. Well, Dell Demps is fired. Dell Demps is fired. So there should be at least someone in there that's willing to negotiate on some level, you would imagine. Right. And we're going to have to compete with whatever Boston throws on the table. Which which Boston said that everybody's on the table. Tatum's on the table. Everybody's on the table. Well, I mean, how how surprised are we to hear that, right? Like, if if there was, like, a clear understanding that Tatum was not on the table, I think the Pelicans would have taken a much more reasonable stance on the Lakers trade before the deadline the whole time. I mean, it's coming out now that, that the, everyone's on the table for Boston, but like, shouldn't that have been inherently known? Like the whole idea that, that Danny Ainge would go to Dell Dents and be like, yo, wait, just wait until summer, wait until summer. But Tatum's not a part of this. Like, no, nah, fuck that. That had to have been assumed if they were playing hardline ball like this. I still with, think with the underlying, I, I still think they were never going to trade Anthony Davis this season. It's regardless. clear that, that that was the stance that they took and, and then they and fired Del Demps and I for don't whatever think, reason. Yeah. Well, I think it was the whole shoulder thing. Like, uh, you know, the night before Pelicans got to go into all-star break, Anthony Davis had a supposed shoulder injury and he leaves the game. He and when he does in the middle of the game and yeah. then gets on a private With his jet agent. Yeah. And then they fly to the fucking all-star break. And the fact that Anthony Davis bounced, to go to the All Star Game, first of all, makes you look like a little like like a bitch to me. Uh-huh. He's given up on his team. The NBA has said, Adam Silver has said, you know, if he's not hurt, he's playing twenty five minutes a game. And guess what? He's playing twenty exactly twenty five minutes a game. He will probably play under twenty five minutes tonight if he's even playing tonight. I don't think he's out tonight. I okay, think that's what I read. And so, if I'm Anthony Davis. I mean, he fucked up everything. You can't go back to New Orleans after everything you did because he he kind of caused the same thing that's happening with LeBron right now. Like, I want out of New Orleans. Sure. I don't want to play with these guys anymore. Yeah, there's no cohesion left with the Pelicans. No. Yeah, absolutely And the not. fans. You right. burnt that bridge. But I feel that we're seeing what's going on with the Lakers right now and the, the uh, how in disarray they are and how unorganized they are management-wise, front office-wise, that these big free agents might not – like Anthony Davis would be taking a, a 70, 60 or $70 million pay cut. To, to not to, – to, to not resign with the not Pelicans. The, to not resign the Supermax. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's clear that that's what he wanted anyway. It's, I mean, for the fact that he requested a trade, he already knew, he knew that. He knew at that point what he was turning down. But I do mean, you think? Do you think now, looking at like what you would have to go through, like what you would have to give up to come to the Lakers? Because think about it, dude. And we've said this the whole time. Like, so you come to the Lakers, and it's you and LeBron, a thirty-six-year-old LeBron, mm-hmm. who I just don't know what he's going to be next year, bro. And it's kind of sad. Thirty-four. To me. He's thirty-four years old. Is he thirty-four? He'll 34 be thirty-four. Years old. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I keep giving him eight. I yeah. keep, you know, he's got eighty thousand miles on he his does. legs. He's got right a lot now. of miles on, him. and he's still playing really well. Um, but if I'm Anthony Davis or I'm Jimmy Butler or I'm Kyrie Irving, which is weird because now all of a sudden Kyrie's in the, in the mix. Like he might come to LA to play with LeBron. Uh, KD ain't coming to LA. Nope. Uh, Clay Thompson isn't coming to LA. I don't think so either. That's not, he's going to stay. Yeah, that's fine. I think it all depends on what happens with Kevin Durant. If, if, if Kevin Durant bounces to New York or wherever the fuck he's going to go, uh, they're going to pay boogie golden state. I think will pay boogie. Give Clay whatever he wants. He has to make. Uh, he has to make based on this contract. If he stays with the Warriors, he has to make uh, a significant, like significantly less. So he's he's most likely he's going to leave. They're not going to have the money to pay Demarcus. And yeah, but Clay. if KD leaves, yeah, I don't. If, I I still don't see that happening. Really? Yeah, because they're going to have to look at Draymond too. Yeah, but Draymond. I think Dray. You pay Boogie over Draymond. Maybe, but Draymond's what got you there. So there, there. I think when it comes to loyalty. In the NBA, 
There isn't a whole lot of it, but I do feel that the Warriors, State would have the that. Warriors, especially with Draymond, but probably you can't, you have. can't give him the max just on GP, bro. Just on f- putting it on game, you know, like no, you're you can't right. give him, and that's what he wants, and his value is going to be like whatever it is. Yeah, but it, it, it's kind of weird right now because even with some of these free agents, dude, even with some of these big time free agents, like really, would, would you pay Kemba Walker thirty five million dollars? Would you pay? Right. See, this is the thing. Like when when I'm looking at what we have in front of us now, it's all the chips are falling not where we were hoping for as Laker fans. Like with this LeBron move, the idea was we get LeBron and then more will come. And I think that's what you're touching on is like, well, now who's actually going to show up? Who's going to join? I think the Lakers counted their chickens and saying like, we're going to bring LeBron and Paul George. That was the whole idea that fell. And so now, now I think you're absolutely right. The number one target seems pretty clearly to be Anthony Davis. And that's where we're going to still focus our energy on. And it's going to require us giving up assets in order to get him here. What that does leave us with is it probably will leave us with a decent amount of cap space to bring in hopefully one other person. Hopefully. If Anthony Davis isn't going to be the option, then what the fuck are you going to do? What are the Lakers going to do? Say Anthony Davis right. goes goes to Boston. Say Anthony Davis goes to New York and tries to get in with Kyrie and, and, and KD. Say say Anthony Davis shocks the world and says, I'm going to stay in New Orleans. I'm going to make my, my max, my super max. I don't see that happening. Well, whatever. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good thing to talk about. Sure. It, I don't think it'll happen either, but. Yeah, I think I honestly, like you're talking about like worst case scenario for I, us. I'm saying what is the next plan? Because we saw, I don't that, think that there is. Okay, well, so that's an issue. Yeah. Because we saw during the trade deadline that they're, like you said, putting all of their eggs in one basket, yep. and there was no other plan. Like there no. was no other like let's trade. We we you know you gave us Zubac, mm-hmm. gave us for a, a Muscala who like has he played yet? I don't even think I've seen him in has a Lakers. Is he in a uniform? I have no idea. Is he hurt? I, maybe. So you, you know, out of this whole thing, you get Reggie Bullock. Which is like, okay. That's all right, I uh, guess. Uh, you needed a shooter. Sure. <laughs> like, my question is, if Magic, if Genie, if Genie, Magic, and Palinka are having a meeting today, or, and, they're, uh, and they're discussing the future of the Lakers, what's yeah. the next fucking plan? I'm sure LeBron will try and reach out to Kawhi. That, I'm sure that, that would be... That ain't going to happen. That'll be the first trigger, I think. And, I, and the one thing that we don't necessarily know about Kawhi is how he feels about the Lakers or Clippers personally. Right. I don't really know when he grew up in Los Angeles. Like, was he a big Laker fan? Was he a big Clipper fan? Like, we don't know what his what his boyhood dream of being like. I don't think he had one of those. I it, think it's possible that he did. Maybe. And it, and even if it isn't, it's still possible that LeBron would be like, yo, like you and me on the same team, we could run it. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I would see that as our next our next big target. Outside of that, we're looking at the at the second tier at this point, which is what? Which is Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler. Chris Middleton, um, Ricky Rubio, Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> Bledsoe's up. He, uh, Al Horford's up. Al Horford would be, nice. but he'd have to he'd have to opt, opt out of, out his of a thirty million, which is a lot deal. of money. Uh, Kyrie would be an option, I think, and, and Kyrie is very very much top tier. But I just that's just so unlikely to me. I just don't. I really don't see that happening. I would love it. I mean, sure. Let's bring let's bring Cleveland fucking sign J.R. Smith. Let's bring Tristan Thompson. Let's bring them all. Let's let's bring Kyrie back. Let's unite the band. I, I hope that we don't have to resort to paying Kemba Walker $30 million a year, but we may have to. And I would be I would be unhappy if that's what we ended up having was just LeBron and Kemba, and then we still have Because that's like, not enough. Right. It's not enough. You, you need a Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kuzma, uh, and then, a Kemba, and then, and, then, and then maybe. Right, and then somebody else. You're still not better than, than Golden State. I wouldn't actually, in that scenario, I would love Lonzo on the team, to be quite honest with you. I think that would be a nice fit. But it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to keep Lonzo and get Anthony Davis. I think that's the problem I don't we're think, running into. I just I don't see. I think this is going to be get worse and worse because yeah. what we're seeing is that I don't think these big time free agents like we, we we saw what a great move it was for Paul George not to come to L.A. You know I, what I mean? Not necessarily. It but was. He's, he's crushing it in Oklahoma City right, right now. But it, to say that it would be a bad move is I don't think that's fair because I think with Paul George on our team we would be. Unbelievable. Yeah, but he wouldn't be having an MVP season, I don't think. He's not going to win MVP, is he? He, he could. He's not. Definitely could. He, he, I think he's in, in third place, and that's fair. And behind I, who? Gonna, Giannis and who? James Harden. Nah, dude. I mean, James Harden had a run of yeah. 32 games in a row, 30-plus yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, he's in the discussion. James Harden has to be in the discussion. To me, it goes Giannis, Harden, Paul George is third. And, and 
he's absolutely destroying it right now. I don't want to take anything away from what he's doing, but I just you're don't... still a little bit a little bitter. He didn't come to the to the to the I, squad. Though. Sure, I am. I mean, but I'm not hating on him by saying that I don't think that he's the MVP this year. And I I think I'm being real, realistic by saying that I think he could have duplicated that success with the Lakers. Like him and LeBron on the same floor would open up just as many opportunities as Russ, Russell and him on the same floor has been able to open up for him. Don't you agree? Nah. No, because I don't. because LeBron, I to be quite honest with you, this is actually something I thought about on the way here. I think the the player right now that that resembles LeBron the most in his game is Russell Westbrook. I thought about it a lot. I was like, who resembles LeBron and is having success in the NBA? Nobody does what LeBron does in exactly the way that he does it. And I'm not trying to say that Westbrook is that. But when you look at the way that they play, it's actually quite similar. I just want to let that sit for well, a second. Well, keep going. I'll, I'll, let me start with let me start by saying this. Oklahoma City is a much better team, top to bottom, than yes. the Lakers are. Yes. Uh, current construction. Yes. So I absolutely 100% believe that. Steven Adams, everybody on their team, their supporting roster is great. And so it's all good for them to be a successful team. They all know their roles on that team. Right. Uh, what I will say is that I think it, it could be mimicked because Westbrook plays very similarly to LeBron. Westbrook has the ball in his hands pretty much every time up the floor initiates the offense. He does a lot of drive and dish. He doesn't always have to score or shoot. He's not a great three-point shooter. We've seen, we've seen that this year. LeBron is a better three-point shooter than than Westbrook, but not by a whole lot. Um, they, better than 22%, dude. Well, Russell's having a terrible <laughs> season. He shouldn't be shooting threes anymore, right. bro. But if you look at even just the way that they fill out their stat lines, um, things of that nature, I think it really does. There was actually quite a strong comparison between the two of them. And so... If Paul George were to come, I think he could have had that success. And that's the whole idea about where we're going to go from here is the hope that that LeBron still is, you know, one of the top players in the NBA, if not the best on any given day. And the idea of being able to play with a talent like that should still attract a big name free agent. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen because when you, Kevin Durant, we you're know, in this for another four years, Drew. Oh yeah, his contract, and this could be a disaster. It could be a huge disaster. And right now, unless we get Anthony Davis and then move forward with him and LeBron and get some other pieces, it will be a disaster. Right. Because I tell you what's going to happen if we don't make the playoffs this year and we can't bring anybody in and we have the same roster next year. What the fuck is that going to be like? We may miss another year of playoffs, and LeBron is aging every fucking day. Yeah. And so what 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 does year four look like if we don't get Anthony Davis, if, if we end up with just Kemba Walker on our team? Or Jimmy Butler. Or Jimmy or Butler, who's already 30 years old. Like, I'm, I'm very nervous that that's going to happen. And I, I don't really have a whole lot of options. Like, I, in, a, in, a, in a worst case scenario for me, we we don't get Anthony Davis. We sign like Middleton. Boogie. We Boogie. I fine. I'll take okay. Boogie. I'll take Demarcus Cousins all day long, or right. Vucevic, or something. Yeah. Somebody good. Right. Um. And like Middleton. Right. And then I'm I'm happy with that. If they want, if they want to come to and LA, and if we can afford them, <laughs> right. And then Middleton's going to get paid. He deserves he to get absolutely paid. Absolutely will. Boogie's going to want his money. He's not going to do another $5 million deal. No. We all know this. He may do a one or two year deal and give us a break. But that's though. where everybody's going now. Right. Everybody's going for the one. So I think worst case scenario, we still will be able to put something together and get someone new. And and at least because there is a, it's a, it's a great free agent season. This is the biggest. And so my point is because there's so many, like I know we'll land at least one. And then we'll, then we can take a look at where we're going and what the fuck we're doing. But it's just a shit show, and it's going to be a shit show until we get Anthony Davis, um, or we actually can sign someone and move some players around. That's just this is it, and I, I don't, I don't like watching the Lakers right now. It's a disaster. I don't like watching them. You know what's not a disaster? What's that? Is my boys, the Clippers? Oh, dude, we're we're Sixth, doing things. Are you six or seven seed. We're the seven seed right now. Mm-hmm. We're fighting, but it's just like there's such a big difference between our locker room and the Lakers locker room. And it's because and it's not just the Lakers rock locker room. It's everybody else's locker room. The clientele that you that that we brought into this team fit. I love all, that you're calling them clientele. This is new. The clientele. The clientele. Well, it's just like that's what you bring in. You I bring in the funny. right clientele, and the shit works. Mm-hmm. I would. I think in the in the scenario, the clientele would be like the fans that show up at the game. But I like this. I like. The, I like the I'm new. I'm just phrase. saying, dude. I like the new phrase. We're bringing. We're bringing in the right people. Yeah. Good locker room people. Good. They they they're buying into the system. All these people that are talking about, oh, the Clippers are going to tank. You know, they're tanking for the you know to not make the playoffs. You, you guys are sadly 
sadly mistaken. Well, it looked that way, to be honest. No, it does. It, like, it, I, it did when, when you trade I, Tobias Harris yeah, in the I middle of a season it. where he's your best player. Okay. It does. It has that sense. Yeah, but, but you actually got some really good players in return. But the and, whole point, like we explained in. on the podcast, mm-hmm. Drew, the whole point, it was the right move to do. Like, we weren't going to pay him the 120 that he's going to want that Philly will give him over Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think so. Most likely. I wouldn't mind signing Tobias Harris on the Lakers. Totally. In free agency. That, that would be huge. I wouldn't mind that at all. I would love to get Tobias back, but that's sure. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But it was the right move to do, and we got quality players in return. I've, I said this on our last pod, but Landry Shamit is a guy that the Clippers love. We really wanted this guy. I'm seeing Jermichael Green. Play really that well. That was a really nice pickup it for was, you guys. And I'm not, I I hadn't watched him enough. Memphis, yeah. Yeah, the dude can shoot. He's a good player. Good player. Great locker room guy. Garrett Temple's not really getting what, you know, he's probably not going to be with the squad much longer or after, this, after season. this season. I don't right? think so. But we're seeing that all these moves were the right moves. JJ Reddick said Landry Shamit's a better shooter than, than I am. He vouched for this kid, and I think he has huge upside. We're young. We got nothing but talent. We got picks we've got assets we've got everything and i just think from top to bottom if you're one of these five star uh free agents that are coming out in this summer mm-hmm. and you 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 have to weigh like okay what i i want to be in la but do i really want to deal with all of this shit that i'm seeing and, right. and and drew this isn't me hating on the lakers this is me no, it's saying a, it's exactly a, it's a, what i feel yeah, yeah. I just I look at wow you got Balmer you got Jerry West you got Doc Rivers seems like they're all three of these guys the players seem to really like them they do everything right right now yeah uh, to benefit the 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 organization and the team right they're bringing in the right pieces this is why I don't think Jimmy Butler's on our list I don't think Jimmy Butler's I think you have a very small list for the Clippers the, the I, small I think, list I think is you have Kawhi a very Leonard small list of gonna, players that you guys want to bring we on want Kawhi yeah we want to take a look at KD we're gonna give him we're gonna try our best uh, yeah I think as as we should sure um I I think with the addition of Zubak I don't think we're going to be looking at Vukovic anymore. I don't think we're going to look at Boogie Cousins anymore. Right. Um, it'd be great to see like Al Horford. I would love to bring an Al Horford in. Maybe like great locker room guy will give us exactly what he. Doc know, we, Doc loves him. Doc loves him, knows him, but yeah. the 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 fact that he'd have to opt out of thirty million dollars to to come. It, it would mean you would have to pay him more than that. More I, than that, I, or just or ideally. Uh, or give it for him. Like, there's no reason for him to turn down thirty, 30 no. million dollars to get less than that. But right? maybe, Drew, maybe the same shit. The same shit that's happening with the Lakers and the Pelicans is happening in Boston right now. Mm-hmm. It really is. What the fuck is going on with Boston? Which is why I think they'll hold on to Har- to Horford for as long as they can. They should. Horford they're, is their MVP. Well, and 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 as talking about like cohesiveness and like being able to be a team guy, like they need that. And He's I think the if Steph he, Curry of that team. If he goes, the, and then Kyrie goes, like, well, then what the fuck happens? You get there? what I'm saying with the, yeah. He's the Steph Curry of the team. I'm sure. not saying he's Steph Curry. I'm saying that he brings a sense of he brings everybody together. He's like, like the team's heart. He is. Yeah. And we ripped on him last year for making the All Star team. We both did because his numbers were he really low. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. But he, then, it, just because he's not an All Star doesn't mean he's like one of the most important players on his team and in the Eastern Conference. Right. Right. It just you know he's not. I wouldn't. He didn't make the All Star team this right. year, and I think that was a great decision. Right. He's not an All Star. <laughs> but but we're seeing we're seeing all of this now. Like yeah. it's coming full circle with Kyrie, and the whole LeBron thing. Kyrie, all Kyrie wanted. Was his own fucking team. Right. I don't want to be in LeBron's shadow. Give me a team. I can lead a team. You're in the East with some of the best young talent you could possibly have. Yeah, we weren't expecting Gordon Hayward's injury. But if you're going to be the leader of the team, it's the same shit with LeBron, dude. You got the younger players looking at you. We're like, all right, you uh, lead by example. Mm-hmm. You say in the beginning of the year that, oh, I'll, if Boston will have me, I'll stay here forever. And now you're saying, hey, bro, it ain't none of your fucking business where I go. Right. And this is why I respect Russell Westbrook. This is why I respect Dame Lillard. You know what I mean? They want to build something mm-hmm. um, instead of just being like, let's jump from here, 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 and here. Like, Kyrie, go to New York, bro. Go to New York. And if you go to New York with, with Kevin Durant. How is it going to get easier? It's not. Right. Unless unless Durant like shows up. But let then, me tell you why I don't changes. think Durant is going to go to New York either. I don't think Durant's going to go to if, – if, if he is this sensitive, captain sensitive. Yeah. With the NBA media in San Francisco, what the fuck is going to happen in New York? Same shit with Kyrie. 
Guess what happens the first time they lose fucking four games in a row? They're going to start pointing fingers at each other. Look what's happening with LeBron right now. As, as of three days ago, Stephen A. Smith, Bill Simmons, Max, fucking uh, even Shannon Sharp was talking a little bit of shit. Now yeah. it's now that it's it the the whole narrative has changed to yo this is all LeBron James' fault. It's it's not fair to say that it's all his fault because I think I think the whole Anthony Davis trade was such a pivotal moment in his LeBron's injury and the Anthony Davis possibility of of trade were the two X factors that we could not have predicted at the beginning of this season, right? The Lakers and the Celtics were always eyeballing Anthony Davis. But he still has two years on his deal, like you keep bringing up, and nobody expected on his set with two years left that he would ask for a trade in the middle of the season. And I think the injury to LeBron could have been foreseen because he's old, but not to the severity of 18 games missed. So I just think it's so interesting that everyone is now taking a look at that the things that LeBron has been doing for the last five years during the regular season in taking plays off and not playing really hard defense, still getting his numbers and still trying to win. I mean, if you just remember last year with Cleveland, this is exactly what he did all regular season. It was, it was, it was a story, but it wasn't that big of a story because Cleveland was able to stay in the fucking seven, eight, six, five, four seed and, you know, bang their way through the playoffs. Once he decided to turn it on, what's happening now is that because he was out for 18 games, and we we even at whatever whatever level he decides to play for the regular season, whether that's eighty percent or seventy five percent, we still would have won games with him at seventy five percent during those eighteen games. Definitely. And I think this whole thing revolves around the fact that we're missing the playoffs, right? I, if the Lakers are in the sixth seed, I this isn't that big of a story. It's still something that I would talk about. It's still someone that people. Why why wouldn't it be a bit? I don't understand. If they make LeBron, the LeBron, Le, the whole idea of like the, the of the camera lenses and everyone actually finally turning and, and looking at LeBron and saying, "Oh, actually, he might be the one to blame," would be that wouldn't be happening if the Lakers were having the minimal success of being in the playoffs, right? And making the playoffs. So you're saying that the fact that they're not in the playoff race right it's now, it's the biggest magnifying glass possible. And he's always been under that though. Right. Since, since coming into the NBA. Right. But now it's his fault, right? Because right. he is out and out the leader of our team. Right. And it's clear that this team is in disarray as, as everyone has stated. And, and he's, if, if he's not entirely to blame, he's the, the mo the majority of the reason to blame. Well, he should be being the superstar. That's what you right. get. That's what, that's, that's what you, that's what you get. Dude. Right. But my whole thing, what I'm trying to get at is that this is something that he has been doing for years taking time off during the regular season, recuperating within games, taking plays off and resting. It, it works. And though. I don't have a problem right. with it, but I just think it's funny that now everyone's noticing it. Right. I don't, and, well, and then blaming him. And and it's just something he's been doing for a while. So we'll see. You know, he said playoff LeBron's here. We'll see what that means, what the, what, whether or not that translates. Tonight, if you lose tonight, mm -hmm. and I had this conversation with my neighbor, who's a huge Laker fan, before before you came over today. You lose tonight, bro, it's a wrap. I think the spirit. I'm okay with you, that. I know, but you should, Laker, and dude, you're the guy that always says it, dude. Lakers play for championships. We play, yeah. we, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I think those days are done, bro. They went, they've been done. This is what we're trying to do. They've been. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't been relevant since 2012. Yeah, that's not that long ago, though, Drew. When you it's, think about, it's seven years. That's not that long ago, though, if you really think about that. But I just think the climate's changed, dude. I mean, LeBron. I think knew he was coming to L.A. Probably in 2015. He had this planned. You know what I mean? Seems like he had it all, for a while. Yeah, he's making all the right moves. He made a comment the other day, like I don't, I don't think uh, he said. I, I can't quote him, but he was talking about basically how the young guys aren't like, like uh, entrenched uh -huh. in in basketball, and it's like, how can you be the guy? You know, saying that when you've got TV shows and you got Space Jam and you got all this other shit happening, I don't personally think. As much as we want to say that LeBron has to make the playoffs, he has to win a championship, I think he feels like, fuck it, I'm in L.A., I'm making the next move. I'm about to be the billionaire. Right. If, I, if, if we can get Anthony to – I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening. And I think players are going to choose – if they want to come to L.A., I think they're going to choose playing for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah and I, I think certain players are, would – I agree with that, like the, the big players. Like, like Mike Conley said, I would of course, if I went to – the Lakers, yeah, I would love to play with LeBron right. James. I'm sure there are a few people that, you know, would love to play with LeBron. He's still really good. Right. And this is why there's still hope. 
right? This is why that there it, there's a disaster on the horizon, but there's still a chance that we can pull out of this because he is LeBron James. So tell because me this: because he does still pull a lot of clout with a lot of really talented NBA players. To segue, because I've I've been hearing a lot of this, dude. And it starts with Zion, and then it goes to LeBron, and we're talking Anthony Davis. Like everybody's just like, "Oh well, LeBron should just shut it down. They should shut down LeBron." I said that you can't two weeks ago. That is not fair. That's not cool. Not fair to who? To look, bro. You can't just because your team isn't going to make the playoffs, you shut it down. Why not? Because it's come on, bro. That's a bit. That's a super bitch move. But in what capacity? The fact that he's healthy enough to play. But if, he just went through the longest injury that he's ever had okay. in his life. Okay. In, in his entirety of his career. And we're we're not going to win a championship this year. So you're going to pay may a dude. Not, we may not make the playoffs. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty realistic that we're not going to make the playoffs. So you pay somebody $34 million to not play. I, I think that's beside the point. Like, the money is beside the point. Like, nah, with with LeBron, yes, I, I, the idea. Tell Larry Bird tell Larry Bird he's not playing for the rest of the year. We're going to shut you down because you're not making the playoffs. And, again, I know I, we've said this. This isn't the 80s anymore. It's not the 90s. Things are different. People are worth way more money. Yeah. I get it. It makes, it makes the most sense for the Lakers at this point to, to tank. It does. It makes the most sense to rest LeBron. Play the young guys as much as possible. Try and get their trade values up as high as possible. And to get the best possible draft pick for us to include in whatever deal that we can offer for Anthony Davis or whoever else we decide to go after. It only makes the most sense. I don't want to see it. I would love for us to fight for the playoffs and make it into the eight or seven or eight seed and, and do something crazy in the playoffs. I mean, it, the likelihood of that happening is not good. And I don't want LeBron getting injured further on a season where we weren't going to make it past the first round anyway. Do you think he thinks like that, though? Like, don't I do. You think I think it? he thinks about a lot of stuff. I think he analyzes everything as much as we do. Right. Probably even more. Because he's been so calculated in his moves right. for his entire career. Right. You're right. Every decision that. he's made has been thought over thoroughly. So I do think he thinks in those terms, which is why he spent $2, millions, $2 million a year on his body and his upkeep. Because the goal isn't to fucking go out like Kobe did, breaking down with an Achilles and then shoulder, et cetera, et cetera. The goal is to Tom Brady this bitch and ride this out for as long as possible. Yeah, LeBron then, wants to play when he's 40 years old. I get that. I don't see that happening. I, I, we're going to find out. We are going to find out. I just want to reiterate the idea that you don't think it's fair for them to, to, to shut down LeBron. Nah. If it's in the best interest of the franchise, they should be allowed to do that. Just like it's in the best interest you, of the Pelicans to shut down Anthony Davis. And it, whatever, they split the fees. If the NBA wants to fine them, fine. Like, they split the fees between the player and uh, the they franchise. They said it would be 100, 100 grand a game. Anthony Davis makes that in a quarter. I mean, I'm just not – I don't buy that, bro. I, I'm with Charles Barkley on this. I'm with the I'm with the fact that basketball players play basketball. See, this you is know? what this is getting into a really good topic to for us to go into Zion. Yeah. Because it's the same question that we're talking about right now with yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis is what Zion Williamson should, Williamson should mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, this happened a couple of weeks ago and it, uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. I'm still firmly in the, in the idea that if Zion doesn't want to play, he should not play. He has to make the, whatever decision, whatever decision that he comes to is the right decision because it's his life and his career. I'm not going to, I'm not going to penalize him in my mind for him jeopardizing realistically jeopardizing the opportunity to make millions of, of dollars. Cause if he does go down with a crazy broken leg or something else like that happens, and it's a it's a shoe malfunction or whatever it is, and he doesn't, and he falls from from one to twenty. He, that's life changing money that he's missing out on. I get right? that. So I I in my belief in Zion is that he actually is a competitor. I don't see any ounce of him not wanting to play. If the doctors give him the hundred percent, like you're good, you're healthy. I think he'll he'll come back and play because. That's what kids do. Like, I remember when I was 18, 19 years old, all I wanted to do was play basketball. Yeah. And I was nowhere near as good as Zion Williamson and nowhere near as, like, enjoyable to play the bas- the game of basketball. And I think the one thing that we're overlooking as well a little bit is that um, he Zion seems to be, like, really good friends with the team. That's the, why he with, chose with to go there. With his teammates. You don't think so Zion... Want, I think he wants to play with his Of boys. course he does. And I think that's a really... that's And I think that's why he'll come back and play. He knew exactly what he was getting himself right. into, Drew. And I think he has an he, opportunity of winning a national championship. Of course. Like, all those things are exciting to him, and I think that's why he will come back and play. No, I think so, too. Yeah. He knew his options, bro. You don't think these people were in his ear telling him, hey, dude, if you... He could have sat the whole year out. He could have gone to Clemson. Could 
or he could have gone to another college. Right. I'm saying he could have not played college basketball, worked out all year, mm-hmm. and and been ready, get ready for the NBA draft. He could have chose to go if to money Europe, was an issue. He could have gone to the Europe G League, or China, or whatever. Well, the or, G League wasn't set up yet, but that's what's going to be the the real issue here next he next year. Could have gone overseas. Yeah, I think just like what you said, you're 18. Or you know, he knew he was going to go to. He would. He chose the right decision. I'm going to go to the best college right. with the best college coach of yeah. all time. I'm going to play with the best recruits that we can get, and we're going to have fucking fun. Right. And he made that decision, knowing that yeah, you can get hurt. Guess right. what? You can get hurt if if he if chose, he sat the year off in training, he could have got, got hurt. Got hurt training. with lifting weights. Right. Absolutely. We all play that game. Dude. And there's no chance that Zion Williamson, the man with so much love and passion for the game of basketball, would take a year off and not play pickup. And not be playing somewhere. Oh, you're playing with somebody. He'll be playing somewhere. Right. And it's the same opportunity for him to get injured in those games. Even, I would say, based on the fact that he would most likely be playing with lesser talented individuals, it would be more likely. Like, you know, you know, when you get on the court with some dude yeah. who doesn't know how to play and then he accidentally fouls you too hard or undercuts you because he doesn't know what he's doing. Imagine that happening to Zion if he took the year off. And I don't see, no, I totally agree exactly. with you. And I don't see if Zion's healthy to play the way that, I mean, dude. They eat together. They hoop together. They're together. homies. They play, they're, they're about to go through the same experience together with totally. this NBA draft. And so a healthy, a healthy Zion saying, no, I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to rob you guys of, of winning this national championship. Yeah, go ahead, guys. Good luck. Have fun. I'll be on the sideline. I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. I don't and that's know. why I was kind of with Chuck. I, I understand that, what, what, he, what Charles Barkley said was great. Was some real shit. Yeah. Michael played three years. Shaq played three years. I played two years. You know, we wanted – you're 18. You want the college experience, dude. And you want to play. Totally. And you, I think people are missing, like, 18-year-olds aren't thinking like 26-year-old vets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like Boogie like Boogie said, yeah, like, if I knew what I knew now, like, I would have fucked with college basketball, you know? Right. Well, you were also 18, and you wanted to bag chicks, and you wanted to drink beer and have the experience. You have – And his year at Kentucky got him to where he is to- now. I totally agree. That was agree. a part of the step for him to get where totally. he was. Not everybody – First right. of all, not everybody is LeBron, not everybody is Kobe, and not everybody is Zion. Zion is a generational player right. um, that wanted the experience. You know what I mean? Like, let these kids be 18. Shut it down and don't play fucking college basketball right. anymore. See, to me, that's a different scenario. Like, the people the people that are saying that he needs to protect himself, I completely understand that. I do. Which is why if he really felt like, it, you know, he, he was unconfident mm-hmm. about his health and he didn't want to risk it, then I would understand that. There's not a wrong move for him here. Because if he truly feels that way, then who are we to say, no, nah, fuck that shit. You owe Duke. He doesn't owe Duke shit. He doesn't shit. owe Duke shit. He doesn't owe Duke anything. Totally. So I think we're on board with that. But the, the the sheer idea of a guy of his caliber of talent and his desire to play would simply just sit out because of the potential of injury, that's just laughable. And it's never happened. Yeah. And and the, what's crazy is that the way that this it, – it, it wasn't uh, Zion – Jumping out of the gym, banging on somebody, right. coming down on a knee. Yeah, you know what? I, this was a freak. Uh, people, listen to me. This dude broke through a fucking shoe. Yes, we've seen it before. It's happened. And 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 Drew, I don't watch college basketball. I watch highlights. I don't like that, sitting through the game. I was really excited for that game. I, Duke, I, North Carolina. Couldn't wait for the game. Yeah, turned it on. Thirty three seconds in, my guy's down. Seconds, yeah, a freak. And, and and honestly, bro, that could have been way worse. He could have tore his ACL doing that shit. When it happened, I was like, that oh, looks shit. terrible. Yeah. And, and then, then you, it wasn't like, as bad. Obama's God. at the fucking game. Like, look what kind of clout Everyone this- was watching that game. <laughs> yes. If you're a fan of basketball, I can guarantee you were like, oh, shit, I probably should turn this game on. You should. And every one of us, 36 second ins, were like, no, no way. fucking way. No way. His shoe just exploded. <laughs> and it's a really good shoe. It's Paul George's shoe. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Paul George signature shoe. Yes, and how he just ripped through that—they're going to need to develop some Zion technology. They might, and I think they need to invest in Zion technology if Nike wants to hold. Nike on already to said that though. Nike said we will make your own. We will make your own shoe. Well, they're going to need to. And so, and just to let everybody nobody else know, should play in that shoe. Also, this that's the was, other side. Yeah, nobody this, else should play in Zion's shoe. It wasn't a brand new shoe. It was a shoe that he had been wearing. Been wearing it wasn't a brand, and? but I'm just saying, <laughs> Zion's different. Like right. if we did the science on uh, the science on Zion, like how much pressure? I, I talked to our boy Nightwing about this. I called him right after the game. Like, tell me what you think about this. And he just thinks that Zion, like, it's his power and how, he, you know who he reminds me of, dude. Mm. He's fucking Bo Jackson. 
This dude has done mythical type shit. Yeah. I mean, the I sto- bet he could break a bat over his head. 100%. I, bet, I bet Zion could do that. No problem. 100%. But Bo Jackson doing backflips in, in waist high water. You know what I mean? Like Zion is that guy. And the excitement that's built around Zion and just like how he's going to change the NBA game yeah. too. He will literally change a fucking NBA. Well, he's franchise. already doing it now. He's doing it. The, the the NBA announced that they're reducing the age the draft age from nineteen to eighteen. Within twenty four hours, that shit was Adam Silver was on it, and I posted on our page, Drew. It was such the, a great response. I think it was a really good move. Yeah, because we're on it. Yeah, the NBA is on it, and we get it. And Adam Silver and uh, you know everybody's listening. And it was this is why social media is so crazy, and the fact that Nike takes a three billion dollar loss over a shoe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Overnight because of one athlete. Right. I want to get into the whole idea that the NBA capitalized on this moment, though, because clearly when they announced uh, the formation of the new G League and the offering of $100,000 to players coming out of high school, there had to have been some adjustment in the way that those players get allotted to those G League teams. So there would have always have to either been an introduction of an 18-year-old draft uh, for the G League, or just allow the 18-year-olds to be drafted by uh, by the NBA teams themselves and then relegated to their G League affiliates. So there was always going to have to be some kind of switch to allow for 18-year-olds to get drafted again. And I think they just waited. I think they were going to wait until the end of the season to announce that, or like it come playoff time, and then they saw this happen, and they go, let's do it now. King- Adam Silver announces they want to reduce the age from 19 to 18 to capitalize on all the attention. The, all the attention of the world was on Zion and his left foot. Yeah. And they did it, and they capitalized on it. Silver is a fucking genius. He Adam is. Silver is a great commissioner. Uh, I think he's going to help both the NBA developmental league. The G League is actually going to become a product that you and I here are going to sit down and watch, and it's going to help college basketball too. This is better for basketball than anything that could have happened in the last ten or fifteen years that I can think of. I one hundred percent agree with you on this, yeah. and I think this. And I said it on our page as soon as this shit went down. I said that. The NBA and the G League need to take full advantage of this. Yeah. Because what 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 everybody's talking about is the money. Like they, everything's a business, and that's what I get it, dude. I understand. They could sell the TV rights to the G League. Can, once they can get, you imagine if Zion was played the, for the Agua Caliente Clippers, dude? We would be watching it all the time. I would. We everybody would. Yeah. And, and then the, he's also playing with with Anthony Bennett, who's on that team, right? Former number one overall right. draft pick. So there's all these wrinkles. In, and in, then there's in a that. TV deal. And then guess what? You guys get a. Let's just say. I mean, I think the Lakers had a three a two billion dollar TV deal. Yeah, is they what did. they did. Just imagine. If the Agua Caliente Clippers or whatever get a hundred million dollar TV well, deal, it's the perfect idea for any sports branding company. ESPN, like the five ninety nine ESPN mm-hmm. Plus yeah. program, mm-hmm. they go exclusively G yeah. League ESPN Plus. Yep. Everyone pays a six bucks a month if you want to watch any G League shit or NBA TV or all those guys. Hopefully, NBA will internalize that and make some money for now. Themselves. So, so then you think what what is better? Is it better to to watch Zion at Duke? And play in in college, right. or is it better to see have Zion at the Agua Caliente Clippers? The idea is that it's better for Zion because he's making a hundred grand instead of you know doing some other nonsense for free, supposedly. Do you? But it's not as fun because there's you you lose the history. With college basketball, you have all the history of the rivalries. Like the reason we were turning into tuning into that game is because it was Duke North Carolina. And every I think watching Zion in college. Every single game. I mean, we knew from from two games into the year that this is the, the bona fide number one pick. I think so. I think so. That's fair. He's the most exciting player in college basketball. He's, yeah, a, he's clearly a different type of athlete. And instead of making $150,000 in the G League, every single game he played for Duke, his stock value is going up. Like, holy shit. Right. Okay, well. And his exposure. Right. His which, expo- is, which is the other side. This is why he goes to Duke yeah, and not Clemson. Don't you think that the way social media is now and whatever? we The reason why Zion is Zion is because of Hoops mixtapes and House of Highlights. And, like, we, if we didn't have this platform, we wouldn't really – we wouldn't know Zion. He would have made it on ESPN. He would have. If it was 10 years ago before Instagram, we would have seen – Holy shit! Look at this kid, at this Zion kid. Williamson. Mm-hmm. It would have been on Sports Center once a month. But you don't think that? I mean, right now, if he was if oh, he no. was playing G League basketball, we'd still be seeing the same shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just more fun at Duke, and, and and it's only more fun because of the history, right? So this is where these this first generation of like G League draftees that are coming straight from high school to the G League, they're gonna build their own history and tradition. 
Do you know more than five teams in the G League, where, like where they are in their names? Because no. I, I think I know like six, no. maybe. And this is my point. That like, to me, there's though, there's so much opportunity. That's for what them I'm saying. That's yeah, opportunity to create the history, right? And then we're going to be looking at like uh, the South Bay Lakers play the Agua Caliente Clippers, and I want to be like, dude, fuck the Agua Caliente Clippers, right? Because we're gonna we're gonna ride for our teams. Right. That's the idea. It becomes like a farm system, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it very much can turn into like the baseball mentality where you have you know these double A teams that 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 people in their local towns root for. Like South Bay Lakers, you're still in LA. Agua Caliente, that's a whole nother fan base that you have out there. You're, you're playing. They actually get fans at these games. That's what I'm crazy. saying. You, 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 you drive in two hours east and you have a whole ta- untapped marketplace of people that only have like UC Riverside to go see basketball games. True. So not only do you have the, the potential for streaming and content, visual content across the globe, but you also have the real potential in ticket sales. And merchandising and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Partnerships with local businesses. It's 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 a it's a win, win, win all the way across the board. Back to Adam Silver really fast. I mean, even the move, and it was so low key too, because nobody even really talked about it. It right. was like it was perfect timing. Yeah, he's gonna start I'm gonna start we're gonna start an NBA league in Africa. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm genius. Gen- okay. This is what we're gonna do. We're going to start an NBA, and they've been reaching out there for 20 years now. Dikembe's the one that started that shit. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that Luke Mabute uh, is finding all, you know, we're getting a lot of talent coming from that way. Yep. Serge Ibaka. It's really smart. It's huge. Yeah. And it's just going to open, they're going to they're gonna dump money into Africa and uh, forming these teams, and mm-hmm. it's going to be more like uh, like they did in China, like, you're gonna you're gonna get these African teams, and it's just basketball. They're gonna teach basketball, train basketball, and they, they're gonna mold these people for the NBA, the ones that can come. I mean, what Pascal Siakam's doing right now yep. is humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, most improved player this year, 100. Like I would say, him I mean, and he, Montrez, he maybe. To, I with I think it's pretty clearly him this year. If Siakam, I mean, the jump that he made from last year to yeah. this year was was significant. And and but just thinking about the talent pool that that they're they're going to have because a lot of these kids don't have the opportunity. It took a Luke Mabute and or a Dikembe or a Serge to find these guys, vouch for them. And now there's going to be a farm system in Africa. And those guys were the lucky ones that got found. 100%. There's how many of hundreds of them Did were, we miss? fell through the cracks. Right. That we could have seen in the NBA that never made it. So Adam know? Silver just making huge moves, dude. That's it's such a smart move for that. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get a larger talent pool for the game of basketball outside in of, Africa. Outside think of, about outside it. of the United States, <laughs> there's not another talent pool that you could draw from that's that's better just for the for the game of basketball. <laughs> It, it's clearly the best the best other place that that no one seems to have established. Like I'm surprised it took him this long. To get something in in play like that, I know they did like NBA Africa. They've been like, doing it for. I think this they've been working on clinics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but like actually forming a, like a league. That's got to take and time. And teams. Though. That's got to take right. Time. But it's. It, I feel like it's ten years. Like it should have happened ten years ago. If because they if they were had the foresight. Right. This is why Silver is a great commission. Yeah. Maybe Stern was so focused on China because that the Yao Ming Europe. thing. Yao Ming thing was huge, mm-hmm. and Stern went after the user base and like the just the sheer popularity and uh, and technology base of that you know Asia that they that they were you know they're mostly first world countries, you know a lot of Africa is still in the third world. So he looked at that and goes, well, dollar signs are in China. Adam Silver's looking at that and saying, well, players talent wise, players are, are in, in Africa. Africa. Yeah, so he and he's doing the right thing there. I think since we're on that topic, really fast, I know we got to close it up here in a second. Yeah. Greatest foreign-born player. You taking Dork? Dirk? Dork? Dork. <laughs> you taking I'll take Dork. Dork. I'll take Dork yeah. for 500, yeah. Alex. Are you taking Dirk? Are you taking Akeem? Or yeah. are, you, are you naming a better player? Yeah, no. I, I, Dirk Nowitzki is definitely one of the you know one of the best players to ever play the game of basketball. I love him so much. Me too. I've always liked The props Dirk. Doc gave him the other night, I've really never cool. seen that. That was really cool. I don't think the clip, I don't think Doc does it if the Clippers are losing by six points, though. I think you he guys were up it. by nine. I think he would have done it. <laughs> you guys were up by nine. It's sad watching <laughs> Dirk. It's really sad watching oh, bro, Dirk. He's been Frankenstein for the last four years. It's right. He reminds me of me right now. Thank, <laughs> thank God I'm taking yoga. I'm a yogi now, guys. I'm taking a month off of basketball. Yeah, that's funny. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But I, I hear your question and mm-hmm. I want to get to it. I think. When it comes to that, I always think of like who would win in one on one, and I think Akeem Olajuwon would would beat Dirk. Hell yeah, a lot. Akeem beating Yao. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Akeem is long enough, and Yao wasn't quick. Prime yet. Prime Yao. Prime Yao was pretty fucking cash. <laughs> okay. He was pretty cash. 
I think I take I take Dirk over Yao. Okay. And I take Dirk over pretty much Dirk's every. Dirk's beating Yao one on one. I do just because he he could he could get by him. Prime Dirk. He could get by him, and he could just keep backing up and shooting over him. I think that's the other side. Dirk could keep shooting. That would okay. be the one thing that Dirk had on Akeem. Okay. Was that Akeem would be all over him defensively, but Dirk could just keep that little like. Turn around. You don't think away. Dream would get that? I don't think. I don't think anyone's blocking Dirk's fadeaway. We saw it. I mean, so so many people tried, and the way that he shoots it above his head okay. and it's high arcing, like nobody's blocking. So who his are you taking? Uh, Hakeem. Okay. Yeah, That's I think he's the best foreign-born player that we've ever had. I think you know t- you could. Patrick Ewing's from Jamaica. That's not. Doesn't count. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Ewing, I think, would give him a good run for his money, but I think Dirk would beat Pat in a in a one-on-one. I do. Prime Pat? I do, yeah. Like, okay. even like, yeah, like, yeah. Prime Pat, I think I would take That's Dirk. a bold statement. It is a bold statement. But I would take, I think I would take, Tim Duncan is, you know, Virgin yeah. Islands. That would be great. I mean, we saw that. We we got to see Dirk and, and Tim Duncan Timmy go D. head-to-head all the time. And I, you know, I think I'd still go Dirk just from. You're not taking Festus Ezeli? Festus Ezeli. <laughs> Hey, he's a champion, okay? He's a he is a he's got more rings than the Clippers. Hey, fuck you, Drew. You know what, dude? Keep hating, bro. My time's coming, homie. My time is coming. Yeah, man. It's just a matter of time. I've only been waiting thirty years. Right. That's why you said seven years for the Lakers wasn't that long. It's not that long of time. Homie, think, if I won a championship, I'd still be talking about that uh, shit. No, you would. I just want one in my life. It's coming bro. eventually, I think. I mean, just the the sheer odds of it, right? Are- like the Cubs have won Jesus one, the Red Sox broke the curse. Uh, who is it? Who's I've, the who's the longest tenured Boston franchise? Red Sox? The, no, 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 no they, the Cubbies. No, they. I no, no, no. Who currently? What's the? I think it's like the Cleveland uh, Indians, and you guys. Has Cleveland not won a World Series? Cleveland Indians. I like the nineteen fifty seven. I think really. Like, like it's they been, were close. Like with Kenny Lofton and Albert Bell. Those were my. Guys. They've had a couple close calls, but I think like in franchise history. I don't count Buffalo, bro. <laughs> Buffalo doesn't count. We can't count Buffalo. <laughs> We gotta, Look, bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that stat to the next podcast. Please do. I'm gonna see what happens. Here. But dude, there's no there's not too many people like me, bro. That's like true. I, there is no fair weather fan here. If I meet a Clipper fan, I I say, well, what kind of Clipper fan yeah. are you? Who do you, you know? You know, yeah. name, you, 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 are you Danny Manning Clipper fan, <laughs> or are you are you a Quentin Richardson Darius Miles Clipper fan, right? Or are you the Chris Blake Paul? Or are right? you the Lob City? Exactly. What which one what are you? Era bro? are you? Okay. Which what about what if what if I'm an Elton Brand Sam Cassell? I'm cool with that. That's good. We went to 2008. We went to the playoffs. <laughs> we beat Denver. I was there. I went to Denver too, bro. We took Melo out. God, and then Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix fucking Suns. Sam Cassell had a 10 second violation. Come bring it. I went, dude. Bunny, can we can we cue the clips? Can we cue we the? Can, yeah, we can do it. This will this will wrap it up for us. Story time with clips. Yeah. Uh, 2008. Okay. 2008. It's a great year. 2000. I know you guys were no. What, what, I was a freshman in college. Oh, that was yeah. That is a good year. I'm not sure if it's 06 or, or 2008, dude. I'm old, so You're I'm talking about um, when the Clippers went to the second round versus the Phoenix Suns. I think that was 06. 06. Okay. I think so. Um, me and my friend Adam Reynolds, who are two big Clipper fans, um, we went to Phoenix. On the flight, we wore our, our Clipper gear. Yeah. On the flight over, people were talking shit the whole time. This is like the Steve Nash, Marion. Yes, Marion, uh, uh, Raja Bell. Um, uh, Amari? J- J- uh, Amari was there. Jermaine yep. uh, Jones, James Jones. James, <laughs> James Jones. Jones. He's, yeah, he's back in Phoenix. Um, he never sold his house. <laughs> we uh, we went to Dan Marley's restaurant before. Okay. Little steakhouse? Steakhouse. They were uh, a ba- lot of banter. People were talking a lot of shit to us, and I was, I was cool with that. Yeah. T.O. was there, too. Terrell Owens in his Sam Cassell, he was friends with Sam Cassell. Oh, that's cool. So, and then flash forward like ten years, To's on my basketball team, street ball basketball team, Brand Black. Shout out to that. Oh, so we're and, splitting stories. Now. I know. Too I'm many got, this stories. is crazy. Too many stories. So we're there with To. Uh, we go to the game at the game. We had really bad seats, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, people were throwing food. I got food thrown at. And we're wow. not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that fan, dude. I mean, you you can get pretty loud sometimes. No, not a, dude. I'm cool. But you were respectful. I'm always respectful. Were I'm not, you wearing a Clipper jersey? Of course, I was wearing my shit. Well, I was wearing they, my colors. That's why they threw something. At it me. wasn't like San Antonio when I went to San Antonio and they take oh, me out of the trunk. Third to, story. Sorry, bro. That's a great story. Triple they, story. They, they, I'm, I'm hitting you guys with everything. San Antonio. They. Had, I had to go out in the trunk of the referee's car. Kenny Maurer, Leon Wood. I got taken out in the trunk. Because shit got really weird in San Antonio. Anyways, Phoenix. Yep. We were going to win this game. Yeah. We were up. I think we were up two. 
Sam Cassell's bringing it up the court. He okay. gets a 10 second violation. Ball gets turned over. It's a very Clipper oh my, thing to happen. I'll right never there. fuck. I could not <laughs> believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a good time. Cool. That was a, so. Yeah, if you're a Sam Cassell, Elton Brand guy, Corey Maggette, like that Maggette, was. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. Corey Maggette's going through some shit. I want to say one more thing really fast. One of my favorite basketball players of all time, Kenny Anderson, had a stroke. Oh, he did. Yesterday, yeah, dude, he had a stroke. He's and I it, didn't it's know that. Not a good thing. Um, his wife released a statement today saying that, you know, thank, uh, we don't know the details. I don't know where he was or what happened. Uh, yeah. but 47 years old, dude, Oof. 47, having a stroke. Uh, That's so I'm fucked up. sending some prayers out to you, uh, NYC legend, Kenny Anderson. Uh, as far as our first YouTube video, I mean, I think we did pretty good. Yeah. We'll find out. I guess we're going to find out. I'm creating the page we'll tomorrow. We'll see what's going on. We're, we're going to see what's going on. Uh, we're probably going to, our page is probably going to be at clips and drew. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think that's taken yet. I don't think so. If someone is, if someone has it, so, uh, we our lawyers will be contacted. We'll, we'll give you eight dollars. We'll no, you $8 no, no. We're just going to take it from you. Hey, but we're uh, copyright infringement. Feels good to be back, right? Feels yeah. good. Episode sixty-five in the books. Jesus, man, I want to stop. Can <clears throat> next next episode? Can we not talk about how bad the Lakers are? No, we we're going to have to talk about Jesus it. Christ. I can't wait. We got to check this score too here in a minute. Uh, let's take them out with some something dope. Okay, Roddy Rich cream this is my album right now dude i know we've already played some of roddy rich but this is my shit dude so turn it up vibe out so follow through with clips and drew episode 65 in the books and we're ghosts i spent my whole life chasing the bag and running from coppers and a nigga been drowning myself in these cold dean problems yeah send a couple thousand on my feet and run it back up in a week yeah i got these orders on my feet to leak it bloody underneath yeah wanna feel the same until it's buzzing out my jeans all cash rules everything around me Yeah. I got these orders on my feet to leak it bloody underneath.